Welcome to episode 238 of the What Nots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I'm joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Good morning. I am kind of recovering from COVID, I think. Uh-huh. It finally hit our house. Uh, finally hit me. So I, I have managed to stay away, except for maybe one time, but that also could have been strep throat. Both times then and now never actually tested it to, to see, like, did I t- test positive but my girlfriend got covid this week we did get to test her so i knew she had it and then i started Mm. to display the the same symptoms so it was just like well i'm assuming that i have it uh but but thankfully we are both feeling better it was a good it was a much more mild case for me so i might sound a little raspy maybe a little Mm. congested but uh that's about it how are you though (laughs) i'm doing good i thought it was funny that you told me you guys had covid right after we spent an episode of the captain's log where you complain about how you can't get doordash to deliver to your house correctly i know now you're cursed where you can't leave the house you must rely on the doordash (laughs) thankfully i when my partner started to get sick i stocked up on snacks and stuff because i Mm. I knew it's like okay if she's starting to test positive because we, we had those two like home t- tests things mm. that you, you could do the first one we did it the line was very faint but it was there so i bought snacks and stuff and that was delivered walmart delivery is awful they are so expensive um but i was like you know what i just need to bite the bullet and i got the stuff so we 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 had stuff when we were all sick but it worked out it worked but did out. they find your house correctly that's the question walmart did yes yeah good somebody can do it you have proof <laughs> yeah we, we're here we live we exist <laughs> <laughs> so there you go there you go but man i b- besides that i've i've had a good week just kind of reading comics watching stuff uh including the movie we're about to t- talk about here this week, Swiss Army Man. Tell me about this yes. one, Melissa. This is a 2016 film directed by Daniels. That's the team who brought you just last year, Everything Ever All at Once. They're two directors whose given names are both Daniel. They bill themselves yeah. as Daniels. Uh, I know I have seen what their respective last names are, but I don't recall them at the moment. <laughs> and it stars Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, whose name looks like on paper you're supposed to pronounce it Dano. So this yeah. was one of my nominations for a new yearly tradition I have called Danuary, <laughs> where we celebrate movies directed by or starring a Dan. Yeah. So you could have uh, picked this is... or a Danny Boyle movie or something starring <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. But this is the most Dans you could have gotten. Real bang for your buck here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I wanted to pick this one because Everything Everywhere All at Once is one of my favorite movies from last year. I think it's up there with one of my favorite movies of all time. 
at, at least right now like when i just like immediate first thought of like oh yeah that one's up there that one's high up there um but i was unfamiliar with these people the daniels right daniels as they say mm-hmm. so to find out that they had made a movie before everything everywhere all at once i was like i kind of want to check this out on top of that daniel radcliffe i really only know as harry potter i haven't checked out mm-hmm. very much of his filmography i know he's gone on to do uh a number of diff- different things that I, I i feel like you wouldn't necessarily expect him to do yeah this one included where he plays mm. a farting corpse <laughs> mm. um so i yeah I, I was like well i i, I feel like this is the per- perfect pick for me this week is to just like d- 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 dive into all of these unknowns for me so swiss Good. army man swiss army man yeah uh, man i have to say i really enjoyed this i loved it i, I it also loved it i am so surprised that i have not heard people talking more about this movie when yes. it came out it was just can you believe that there's a movie where the harry potter kid plays a farting corpse <laughs> and i've never heard anything like but that reaction in the years since then and yes. even now with the success of everything everywhere all at once it's like oh these guys also directed swiss army man but then they don't say anything about swiss army man even though i think this movie has a right. lot of the DNA of everything everywhere all at once in it. I had a re I think I had a stronger immediate reaction to this than I did when I saw everything everywhere all at once. And maybe the, the lack of discussion helped me when I saw that movie in the theater, I saw it a couple weeks late. So I already heard all these people yourself included raving about it. So yeah. I went to see it and I was just like, whelmed just evenly whelmed everyone was like it's amazing and i saw it and i'm like oh yeah yeah that is amazing and it like took a while for me to like i needed time with the movie like i just watched it again last month and it's like i get this more now (laughs) like now that i've had my own personal time to live with the memory of it and have it to pick out my own things that i personally find really magical and i don't have as many people yelling at me and shaking me telling me mm-hmm. to watch it and feel things about it <laughs> i maybe that is part of the magic of a movie sometimes is if you feel like you truly discovered something and i feel like we did here sure yeah yeah um yeah i think you are a hundred percent correct there's a lot of the dna in this that then went into everything everywhere all at once i have to personally say i still think everything everywhere all at once is a much better movie it is yeah i I think it's it's just kind of on another level because they 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 take like what they did in this and not only expand upon it tell a different story with the same themes and stuff but then in what they are filming and how they're filming it is also these like homages and love letters to all kinds of different cinema whereas this one maybe there was a few of those in there but i didn't catch many of them they're, so they're like more literal smaller yeah, yeah just like here's the story and the, the, that's it right um, yeah there's fewer really style yeah, there's fewer style homages and more like direct references to like 
hey, remember Jurassic Park? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it felt like everything everywhere all at once was definitely a step up. Yes. But going back to discover this was still just like, oh, my God, this was amazing. Yeah. How come no one yeah. is talking ab about this? Like, I, I don't think I've heard one mention of this movie since everything everywhere all at once came out. Mm. And I'm kind of shocked at that of like, hey, guys, they made another movie before this and it was really good. Go watch. Yes. It. Yeah. I really hope this doesn't just become a footnote in their careers. I think it is such a strong effort. It's so fully formed. And you've got incredible performances from the two lead actors. Yeah. I really hope that it's <laughs> in Daniel Radcliffe's career. We remember the time he played a farting corpse. He truly does an excellent <laughs> job. That is the one thing I do remember about like when it came out, just hearing people mention this thing of like, man, Daniel Radcliffe's acting in this is incredibly good, but it's bizarre, yeah. right? He's a funny Yes, he has to he has to be dead. He has to play this stiff, lifeless character, but yet bring so much life to the character, which I know is a cliche, like Daniel Radcliffe brings life to his corpse-like character, right? Uh, but that's exactly what it is. And yeah. it's kind of amazing to see him do that stuff. It's just like, this is so cool. Like he's ha I bet he had so much fun just acting this way. Um, so yeah, I, I had a blast watching this. Abs absolutely. It was, a, it was a good one for sure. Paul Dano also terrific. I can really see. I can draw a direct line from this to his performance in the fablements of all things. There you He's go. in like the same exasperated dad mode in both movies. And I do wonder <laughs> if this is one of the things that Steven Spielberg saw and was like, that guy can play my dad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh well melissa let's do a quick plot synopsis for people who uh still don't know about this and are interested yeah uh paul dano plays hank he is a guy who went out on some boat trip and washed up on some little island somewhere in like the pacific northwest he's been stranded there he's at, at the end of his rope and then the dead body of daniel radcliffe washes up on the beach and at first he thinks, oh, this is another living person. I have companionship. And then he realizes he's dead. And then he realizes with all of the gas in the body that just a dead body, you know, gets rid of. He's like, this body is enough gas in it that I can ride it like a jet ski. It will propel itself <laughs> through the water. So he rides Daniel Radcliffe like across the, the ocean to like the mainland. And this happens very quickly. That's over oh, yeah. in like yeah. 10 minutes. And then the bulk of the movie is just the two of them. Daniel Radcliffe eventually, Manny, he calls him Manny. So he doesn't know his name. He's just a man. He like gets him to sort of wake up back to life in the sort of magic realism way. And mm -hmm. it's about the two of them. Uh, like Hank teaches him about what it was like to be alive, all the joys of being alive. You know, eating, dancing, falling in love, seeing Jurassic Park. And they travel through the woods trying to get back to civilization. They encounter all this refuge and trash and they like build things out of it. 
Yeah. And they just go on this personal journey of like friendship and learning to love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely a movie about the beauty and wonder of life itself. Mm -hmm. All of these things that make it special. Um, and, and, and it's really fitting because I, at, at the start, Paul, you said is at the end of his rope. He literally is, uh, he is about to, uh, kill himself when the corpse washes up. So he thinks it's a sign. Um, and it, it kind of is like it, it, it turns out to be this magical experience, this magical adventure that he goes on. Um, and yeah, once he finally gets back to civilization is a completely changed man from what he once was. Um, there is a small bit of mystery as to who Manny was in his life. We don't really get to find out exactly. Um, no, but, uh, but it, yeah, they just, they, they have this awesome experience to get either, uh really cool montage sequences really neat m- music uh yes. in this and how they incorporate that like it's it's hard to ex- explain but some of the lines in the movie are then used to like layer on top of each other to make this yeah. like song and stuff it's it's interesting it's fascinating i definitely think you should ch- ch- check this one out it's I've already shot. like started on my notes of like things that I watched of like this yes. is one of my favorites yeah. of the year by far. Yeah. <laughs> this is one to beat. The it's shot beautifully and I do love the music. It's got the sort of choral chanting uh mm-hmm. element to it in that it's supposed to mirror the fact that this is just two guys who can just sing to each other as they wander through the woods. Like the score itself is like an elevated version of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating film for sure. Uh, do you have any other kind of stuff that you want to add for spoiler free things in N- in here? Oof. There's oh, there's something I really want to tell you about to to check to see if you noticed. But I think it's got to wait until after the spoiler break. OK, OK. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of, we will take a quick break for some housekeeping. And when we come back, we will dive into spoilers and start breaking the film down a little bit more in depth. Uh, So, yeah, we will be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. 
Thank you. If you are a Patreon supporter, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We love you a lot. Thank you. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Last week here on the review show, we covered an anime, Madoka Magica. The full name is Puella Magi Madoka Magica. It's a long one. You can just call it Madoka Magica. But it was the first magical girl anime that we have watched on this show. Um, and it was an interesting one, for sure. It is a darker take on it. It's much more tragic during most of the show, but it ends up on this really hopeful high note uh, that, I, that I think you all will enjoy. Uh, I, I had a blast watching that one. Uh, and then coming up next week, uh, which we'll mention again here at the end of the show, but is our first end of the month special. We will be covering the Fast and the Furious franchise uh, and this next week, we will be covering the first three Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Over on the Captain's Log, we had our Planorama. Uh, mm -hmm. Started to plan out some of the uh, the games and activities we'd be doing over there throughout the year. I, I say Planorama. That's what I like to call it. But it is just mm. like, hey, did you have any idea what we wanted to do for our like taste test? episode mm -hmm. uh, which i think we decided on multiple flavors of pocky is what we will be yeah doing um later so this year look for it we're yeah. gonna eat multiple flavors of pocky including the savory pretz sticks yep. variant yep. of pocky uh and we're gonna do a fantasy draft of dads we're gonna draft us a <laughs> team of dads. five new dads to co-parent <laughs> us <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of that stuff. Uh, and then over on the reactor core, uh, we are doing our reactions to The Last of Us, both myself and Ignacio Rojas, who's not here on this show. Uh, we are doing our reactions to that each and every week. We record those on Monday because the show comes out on Sundays. So keep an eye out. Get excited. Do all that mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. But that is about it for housekeeping today. So let's get into spoilers for Swiss Army Man. Okay. Melissa, you, you, yeah, you had a question. Yes. As if I caught <laughs> something. I watched through the credits and I spotted a name from long ago in the credits. Playing the coroner who shows up to collect Manny's body at the, at the end of the movie where they go to Mary Elizabeth Winstead's house and like the they're there in civilization again, you know, and the uh -huh. news wants to talk to, to Hank. There's a coroner there talking about like, yeah, we're going to take in Manny's body. We're going to see if we can identify him. But like, you know, it seems like nobody really cared about this guy. I don't think anybody's going to find him. He's like kind of in the background. Yeah, that's Shane Carruth from Primer. Oh, interesting. I I saw it in the credits, Shane Carruth. I'm like, there's huh. there's one. There's one of those guys. And it's the guy who did literally everything on Primer. If only we had like one of the two actors in Primer on our bingo cards, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> that's yeah, like, that's I interesting because he's he's not in like he's not a, pr a prolific actor. And by any I don't means, believe right? so. Like, just I got to look into the rest of his career. And, right. Yeah. I wonder if that was an homage to like, hey, we really like that movie. Yeah. We want you in one of our movies. 
interesting. And I like that this is a movie that does have several Jurassic Park mentions, as I talked about earlier. I like that they're like, we're going to shout out the biggest of them all, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and like the king of tiny films, Shane Carruth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. No, I did not notice that. Um, Because, because yeah, like you said, he is in the background. Yeah. He's mostly like turned away from the camera. The idea of that scene is that Hank is overhearing them, but yeah. not like directly engaging in that conversation. And it's when he realizes that Manny's just going to kind of disappear that he's just like, that's not right. Like, this mm. is my friend. Like, I, I need to take care of him. And he's also the only one who knows he can do all of these, like, special yeah. things. So he's just like, I don't, we're, we're going to, like, it's it's not that I want to, like, give him a proper burial. It's just like, I I kind of want to just go live in the woods with him. Like, yeah. Let's just go do what we did. Like, <laughs> we had it nice there. So, yeah. I I have to talk about that. Because in the first like 10 minutes of the movie where he's like riding Manny like a fart jet ski across the Pacific Ocean, I was thinking, OK, this is an extrapolation. This is a fantasy sequence of what he wants to do. And then we're going to sure. cut back yeah. and it's him on the island and he's going to find a more grounded way to do something like that. No, that literally happened. And then you get to the mainland and like Manny kind of wakes up and is talking and is like alive. And I'm like, all right, this is Hank going mad. No, everything you are seeing truly happened. Nothing is a fantasy. Nothing is a hallucination. <laughs> all of this is literal. Yeah, it's really interesting because he keeps finding these creative ways to use Manny yes. and his body and the weird things that he can do with his body like he mm -hmm. he there was one night when it was raining uh and manny was positioned in such a way that his mouth was open and like drips of water was mm -hmm. going into his mouth uh and so when hank wakes up and sees that there's like water leaking out of his mouth he's like oh no like this is not good so he tries to like pump mm -hmm. his lungs out with cpr and all of a sudden just like old faithful like geyser <laughs> amounts of water just come spewing out and he's just like huh that's weird and so he like hits him up and like pushes on his chest and like more water comes out it's like this infinite amount of water yeah. um and so he like is like filling up his cup and drinking it. He's like positioning him up in a tree and like hitting the button and then going to like take a shower yeah. underneath him. Yeah. Like it's he does all of these creative things. He 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 figures out that if he gets uh to snap his fingers, his fingers will spark. Uh and oh, so yeah. if, if he like positions it behind his butt and makes him fart and sparks the thing. Excuse me. They can light um, a fire. They have exactly, heat. Yeah. They can cook. Exactly. So like they, they they find these creative ways to survive and and thrive in in the in the woods too. Because one of the things that is not like literally mentioned until really really late in the film is what you alluded to at the start is that they make stuff. Um, yeah. 
Manny is kind of confused with what's happening. He's like, am I Mm. alive? Am I dead? What's going on here? Um, And he's trying to explain. He's like, well, you're dead, but I brought you back to life. He's like, I don't remember anything. What is this? What's that? What am I looking at? And so Mm. Hank finds himself like trying to basically tell him what life is and why Mm -hmm life is a certain way why it might be sad why it might be happy why it might be funny why someone might laugh why they might be mean why they might love you right uh and to explain all this stuff yeah he ends up like finding all of this trash out in the woods and he just builds these elaborate uh, like houses and sets and he's like okay like imagine you're on a b- 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 bus and you're looking out the window and as you, as you sit there and the bus goes by and he has all these magazines on some like hook and rail on some string so it g- 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 goes by him as he's sitting on the bus like it's so cool all the stuff that they make yeah. in, in in my head i was curious because it almost doesn't really look like they're moving back towards civilization. They are, mm. but it it feels like a lot of it is set in the same spot. They're like home base where it's like, OK, we're camping out here for a couple nights. But they, they keep making all of this incredible stuff. And in my mind, I was like. This seems to be like a Gilligan's Island situation where they yeah. can make a, co- a coconut powered radio, but they can't make a boat. What like what is <laughs> happening here? Like he's making like houses and these these mobiles and machines and like all of this. And it's just like, how are you like, dude, you were on your way home. Like, do you not want to go home now? Yeah. What's, what's happening here? Um but in the back go around, yes, they are slowly moving towards civilization. It's just not as plot relevant because once mm-hmm. they get there, it's like, oh, yeah, they they were. So. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but I, yeah, I, I loved the stuff that they made. All the handcrafted charm, truly a handcrafted charm of a movie. I one of the best uses of practical effects I've ever seen and that it's not really special effects. It's special effects in the way that like that movie Be Kind Rewind has where everything is made from Mm. scratch. Everything is just like sticks and twine and like some cardboard you were able to find. They make a whole bus. You're right. It is like, well, if you made the frame of the bus, how far away are you from making something that works like wheels? How far away are you from making like a soapbox derby car? You can like ride over the hills to get back into Washington state where people live exactly yeah exactly it's it's about the journey not the destination (laughs) truly yes yeah it really is um because even at the end of this film where it ends up like he does get back to civilization and what we have learned along the way is that he was this kind of that hank was this quiet guy who rode the bus to and from work every day and he always saw this one girl on the same bus. He thought she was uh, incredible uh, and mm. wants to t- t- talk to her, but doesn't know how. And so kind of ends up stalking her on line. Mm. Uh, not enough to like 
be a yes man the the reply guy Mm. that just replies to everything but like Mm. enough to like find her instagram and like look at her and stuff like that know a few things about her Mm. little life Mm. but that was kind of it um and so that is partly his motivation to get back to civilization is so so that he can see her again and Mm. Manny is there also kind of like hyping him up to be like, this is it. This is your moment. Like you could talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he he gets back there and everyone da, 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 doesn't understand what's happening exactly. They think he's kind of weird and crazy. This strange man with a dead body just wandered out of the woods into her backyard. Like all of that. What is happening here? And then, yeah, he runs away with the corpse, like we mentioned, back into the woods. And they 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 chase him and still no one really knows what's going on they're all just confused and it's not until yeah. like the very end when we almost get a repeat of how hank discovered yeah. that danny had these like special farting powers uh that Manny starts to fart and shake and then is sent off into the sunset in the ocean right uh and everyone's yeah. like holy crap this is real like, right i love the said. shot of like i love the shot of the news cameraman who's like had the camera dangling over his shoulder like lifting it up and then yeah, you get like, like his spielberg face <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and that and like the the dad like hank's father who's been in disbelief and they, it, it seems like they've had mm. a rocky r- r- relationship yeah um but the the, the fact that he like he's sitting there not necessarily understanding his son after this but he gets a smile he gets a yeah. laugh just like <laughs> a farting corpse <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, dads love fart is, jokes <laughs> right exactly um so so yeah like they 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 finally realize that this guy's been t- t- telling the, tr- the truth and uh it, it's it's this moment of realization for every one that there might be some magical things in life that you you just don't know how to explain, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is, I think, a neat way to end the movie, especially if it is almost this like magical realism, yeah, thing of I'm just like, hey, was it all real? You never know. But it, it there looks might be some like things it, in life you can't explain. You're really unsure until they wander into the backyard and the little girl sees them and she also sees Manny talking and moving around. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which is Um, uh, a great trick to pull off. I really liked that I wasn't sure what was real in this movie and it keeps getting revealed in layers like, okay, well, that definitely must have been real. Is this thing real? It is real. (laughs) And like the trick with the phone where when this phone is first introduced, you think it is Manny's like it fell out of Manny's pocket. And that when and the, like the photo of Mary Elizabeth Winstead on the lock screens, like you presume that's Manny's girlfriend. But you do see uh, Hank in flashbacks, like seeing her on the bus. And I was thinking like, oh, they just maybe they're coincidentally from like the same town. Like she is Manny's girlfriend, but she also rides the bus. And Hank also has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. And then you realize it's a trick that when Manny saw the phone, he thought it was his. He thought it was a relic of this past life. He doesn't remember. And Hank's like, yeah, I'm going to let you live this fantasy where you are in love with her. 
uh, because that's something I've never gotten to have. And I, I can sort of role play it through you. you yeah. Know? Well, <laughs> I, I, I've never thought the phone was Manny's because I, th- I, I think thought it was it for a while. I, I, I think we saw Hank have it before all of that stuff. And then, yes, there is the, the scene where Manny starts to think it's it's his uh, just because he doesn't know. He hasn't seen uh, Hank with the phone, but it's also starting to help him kind of remember things or yeah. at, at least understand certain feelings and emotions and so i think hank plays into that of of like because he like there is the the strange scene where i think he starts to say that her name is sarah but he doesn't finish it and and manny does that's one of the best jokes in the movie. I earlier on when like Manny's sort of waking up and Hank is reminding him about things from human life. One of them is Jurassic Park, and like they like he starts singing the song like da 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 da, and yeah. Manny sort of does it with him. And Hank's like, "You remember that song? You remember Jurassic Park?" And Manny's <laughs> like, "I know the song, but I don't know what Jurassic Park is." And Hank says, "If you don't know Jurassic Park," You don't know shit, (laughs) which is true. I want that on a bumper sticker. But he's like, you know, Jurassic Park, the Brachiosaurus, Laura Dern. Yeah. And like he mentions all these things. And then later when Manny's trying to like remember the name of this girl he likes, he's like, Laura Dern. Dern? (laughs) Just like, is that the one from the movie? No. Okay. Um, (laughs) I also love that when Hank dresses up on her. Like dresses up as uh, this girl and like walks on the bus to sort of get Manny to relive the moments of like seeing this girl he liked on the bus. When he first appears, it's like in the slow motion, soft focus. And it is like the score is the guys chanting. We'll get to the music in just a sec. <laughs> but back to the phone thing. Yeah, uh, it's. Manny who ends up saying Sarah's name mm-hmm. as as yeah. he's like set and he's just like Sarah yeah. he like he he ends yes. up saying her yes. name and so I think it was from that moment on that he kind of is just like well let's go with it yes her name is Sarah mm-hmm. after all but uh maybe this is helping you remember s- stuff um and so yeah, then they start they start acting it out. What it was like to be on the bus and see her, and then like, man, I really wanted to talk with her. Well, why didn't you? And all of this stuff. And it's like, well, what would you say if you could? And then they go through all of that that that, that stuff of just like learning how to approach a girl and talk to her and what is appropriate and what is not mm. and what mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, like there is this romance between the two that kind of starts um which is interesting because like it it's it is a romance i wouldn't call it a bromance but i Mm. i don't think it also is actually romantic like they are like they're playing at that but like us the viewer it gets us attached to them because there is almost this romantic involvement yeah. between them which yeah. is weird to say it's like between a 
crazed a lost (laughs) man in the woods at a dead body right but like they have this camaraderie that's just like oh Mm. look at them i'm rooting for them it is so sweet i yeah and like the way hank is like i will dress up as this girl i will like pretend to be her so that you can try and remember these things about your life the later then we figure out are entirely fantasies like maybe manny had some similar experience but he's never seen this girl before this is all hank's memories that he's sort of giving to hank that he's giving to manny because like that's what's kept him alive this whole time is thinking about Mm -hmm. that girl on the bus what if i actually could have a connection with the girl on the bus so he gives that to manny like you are also after the girl on the bus and in order to enact this i will pretend to be the girl on the bus like i will i will let us live this relationship we both want through this role play where I make a dress and a wig out of trash. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. So I mentioned earlier that you almost don't realize that they are continuing to move closer and closer to civilization until they're basically there, right? Um, When they see the cars on the highway. Mm. Um, But one of the 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 thing that is helping them get there uh is is Manny's penis. His dick <laughs> compass. I love this is my favorite compass. of all the tricks he did, he does. His dick a compass. Which is what I want to ask about. Cause like it's <sighs> they find a sports illustrated swimsuit addition. <laughs> Manny sees it and starts feeling things. And uh, comes alive in more ways than I, one, right? Um, what I what I love about this, though, <laughs> is that he sees it and he's kind of intrigued, but he doesn't really know what to do with it. So Hank, like, leaves him alone with the magazine open and, like, walks a, a while away so he has privacy where all he explains to him, like, what masturbation is. Like, yeah. you need to return to life. This is one of the things living people do. And man, he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> And like, like he comes over and tries to time? <laughs> he tells him to like fantasize about the models. And he's like, you know, imagine like they're not wearing a bikini and you can see their boobs. But also he's like, imagine like the dates you would go on. Imagine like you sign a one year lease, like you order pizza, you watch Netflix together. Like a lot of what really gets Manny there is not anything sexual it's very sort of sweet romantic domestic things yeah yeah um but it's it it, so he is he does figure out that like based on where he moves the magazine his dick points at what he's attracted to (laughs) um which is interesting because i don't think i realized that exactly until right now as i just had that well, it, well, OK, so th- so the boner is a compass to take them back home. But in order to keep the boner up, he has to keep holding up the magazine. Like <laughs> as long as well, Manny can see the magazine, the dick will just keep pointing back to well, civilization. It, it, it points to the magazine for the most part, mm-hmm. at, at mm. least like when, when he sees it, like that's what it stands up towards. Right. Um, and he. Hank doesn't realize that exactly right away. 
but he's like, okay, it's pointing in this direction. And so he like runs up over the hill that way. And is like, I, I think you're pointing us home. Like, I, I think if we <laughs> head in that direction, like we'll be good. So they, based on that, they keep g -g going in that direction. But as we see through their journey, Manny is falling in love with Sarah. Um, mm. All of that stuff. So I think by the like, e eventually, like that's how they end up in her backyard because his like he's so yeah. attracted to yeah. her that even though she's like miles away, right? Mm -hmm. his, his straight and true, right? It's <laughs> just uh, that way. <laughs> um, and and so yeah, like I don't think I realized that un until now. Just like mentioning that stuff of like it's not pointing north or pointing towards civilization in general it's pointing mm. towards sarah <laughs> like yeah no, she's right there that there she is <laughs> um and that's how they get home and that's how they get in her her backyard <laughs> there and then there's the awkward <laughs> scene of yeah the like young kid coming out mm. and he still has just this raging heart on <laughs> and just like no also it's it. put that away <laughs> i also I love that it's animatronic. Like it truly <laughs> scuttles around like a little creature. It kind of makes a noise. It's it's like aliens when, when it's like exactly. sticking out of that one dude's chest, right? <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. It's it's really funny. Um, but let's talk about the music a bit because the music yeah. is fascinating. Um. The first time this happens is early on. Uh, it's when Hank sees Manny for the first time and he's like, he's so excited that there's someone else on this island. He's been stuck here for months. I can at least talk to someone. Maybe we can figure it out together how to get home. All that stuff. Were you like on a rescue thing? Are they coming? Yeah. Like, and his vocalizing his excitement or is just these like nonsense like oh, ha, da, and like mm -hmm. they they use noises like that yeah. to repeat and echo and it just starts building off of Paul Dejano saying these lines which is really interesting because I don't like I don't understand what that process is I, I like did they make I mean, uh, obviously, they're not like playing and scoring the music live as they're like doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's no orchestra like right behind the camera. You know, you know, that's not how they make movies. But yeah. I would assume that if you hire a composer to score a movie, you kind of give them the overall plot, maybe some of the themes this character's theme needs to be something like this. He's a more menacing character. So dun, 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 right. Uh, that's how you get mm. the Imperial March and stuff like that. Mm. I, I, I feel like you give them themes and emotions to go off of. Um, and they just kind of score it based on that. And then there's per, 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 probably some back and forth of like okay how well does this fit we like this one this one can you change that thing here i don't understand how they made this music I <laughs> Be because if 
he wouldn't have had those lines, like him saying those sounds until after they've completed it. Well, yeah, well, well I think that's common is that the score is, is, it, I, is one of the final things you put together for a film. Sure. And maybe if it's a very long film that does have a lot of involved score, you do start it earlier when maybe you do have the screenplay finished and maybe you're in the daily stage. Maybe they just sent the composer some dailies. Like, this is kind of what we're imagining. Can you just like, sure. like that YouTube, like that guy on YouTube, Pogo, who takes individual like audio clips out of something and rearranges it into this beautiful techno song. Like, just take Paul Dano yelping, adapt that, make it into this chanty, like beginning of a Bastille song <laughs> experience yeah. for the, the audience to hear. Yeah, it it's fascinating because it it starts slow when it first mm. ha- happened. It almost took me out of the scene, mm. to be honest. Um, but then I quickly realized what was happening. It was like, oh no, that's the song. It's he's not echoing actually. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, then I was just like, huh, that's what a weird choice for the style of music. But it's interesting. It works. It strains just like what I kind of expect this movie to be. So I dig it like I'm down for the ride. And then, yeah, it happened a couple more times throughout the film where they would say some kind of line or hum Mm -hmm. some kind of tune as they would sing to themselves and stuff. And it would just repeat that and build. And yeah, it was just like, man. This is so cool because I, I don't think I've seen. I mean, I like I've seen that concept, right? Like you just mentioned yeah. some YouTuber, YouTuber that does that. Like I've seen that thing happen. I don't think I've seen that happen in a movie, in like a major That's motion p- yes. picture, right? It's always been some like YouTube movie or some like some little small short or something like or just that is the point. Like, hey, we we took this. Co- clip from the batman and we made a song out of it we auto-tune the news right um, oh yeah right yeah so this this i think fit like it it was especially knowing how crazy and wild and strange everything everywhere all at once is and mm. how this fit that same mold right it was just like I really enjoyed this like very strange creative music because uh, it's unlike anything that I've heard. So I enjoyed it a lot for sure. I also like that the score adapted the things that like Hank was singing to himself, like <clears throat> like the yeah. Jurassic Park theme and like Cotton Eye Joe. Yep. <laughs> you had multiple beautiful choral interpretations of Cotton Eye Joe in this movie, which reminds me again, a lot of that bit in everything everywhere all at once where quietly you hear like on the car radio, they're playing that song. This is a story of a girl where it goes. uh, And then later, like they, they put that in the dialogue where Wayman's talking to her and he says, your clothes never wear as well the next day. Your hair never falls in quite the same way. You've yeah. been slipping in other universes. <laughs> like it takes the song that's got like an incidental meaning to it and then like really forefronts it into like the dialogue or the score or something. It's so funny because I I feel like that's 
that's almost what we talked about last week with Madoka Magica about how the mm. like there was that one reaction of I, I now I forget who it was was saying it or what they were reacting to but it like I I commented that she's a teenage girl like in middle school like she'd be young enough where she probably isn't thinking too much about like what her like political views are her world mm. view but like at that age like I was certainly mimicking like some of my favorite musicians and the lines uh-huh. that they had said that I thought you know had meaning to me and to life in general I was like yeah I can mimic that I can you know say that to someone else and I'll sound cool right it's like people do that right and like i that's what it was in everything everywhere all at once it was like oh yeah that one song that i like yeah you you know (laughs) your your clothes never (laughs) right you you just you start just saying things but that's what i think is so cool about this movie as well as everything everywhere all at Mm. once is that it is Mm. filled with such simple little small things that humans do every day that i i don't know if like i i don't, I don't want to say like I, this stuff is not in movies because it kind of is but like there's a way that these creators the daniels bring it to a forefront yes. that i don't think i've noticed it in any other movie the same way that they utilize it in yeah at least just looking at these two movies one of their core creative theses that it seems like they they they're going to wind through their career is the joy and the importance of everyday tiny even mundane acts of joy like little a, a, things a stupid that make song you getting happy. stuck in in your head right, right. exactly that yeah song from your childhood right like all, right. all of that stuff or, and like everything that hank builds for manny it's like you have to remember like he explains to him that everybody poops but also like he makes the book everybody poops <laughs> and like he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna make a dog out of old plastic bottles he makes all this everyday stuff like you don't think of like this is what's driving me. This is what is getting me back to civilization. Just the sheer fact that I don't have these tiny everyday things around me anymore. Like now that there is an absence of them, that's what I I miss. You know, I miss love and I miss just like watching a romantic comedy movie on TV. <laughs> like from the biggest right. to the smallest. Like it's got a real gratitude and a real desire to highlight these smaller aspects of life. Yeah. And in a way that I think other movies might touch on, I I think of or a character has a certain quirk, right? Where they, they always are like singing some song from the nineties or mm, right. Mm. I, yeah. I think of any movie where somebody is turned into something non-human and they want to be human again, not like in a really dark way, like the fly, but like in Beauty and the Beast, there was a cut musical number from Beauty and the Beast. I think it was fully animated. I think you can go see mm. it. It just wasn't included in the final cut for like pacing reasons. Where all of the household objects in the Beast Castle sing this song called Human Again. Like if the Beast and Belle fall in love, we will be human and again. And it's just like, imagine I can eat. I can wear clothes. 
I, I can truly dance and move my legs around the way I can't dance now because I'm a candelabra who doesn't have legs. Yeah. Like, I really like whenever a story shines a light on how good it feels to just be a human who is alive <laughs> and just has normal human things around them. I like that that truly is like at the forefront of this movie is like an important part of everything everywhere all at once. The joy in like simple, small relationships, you know, like, like the relationship you have with your core family and then just like the bond you can make with your IRS agent or the joy in a little object, (laughs) like a googly eye. (laughs) Like I, I look forward to what the Daniels do again in the future. That's like, boy, it feels great to live. Doesn't it? Yeah. I I'm I'm wondering if they're gonna gonna like do kind of a trilogy like mm, the kindness trilogy third one yeah that is like it's in the same kind of vein same kind of story challenge stuff or if they're gonna be like hey we had the idea in Swiss Army Man we perfected it and everything everywhere all, all at once time to do something else and they just do right. something else entirely um I think either of those would be equally exciting uh, to see what they do. But I want to go back to everybody poops. Yeah. What a brilliant touch that is to like explain life to Manny, right? As he's like, well, like here, here we go. What I loved the most about that is the, is that he, he made the book. Everybody poops. Out of the Bible, like he had this copy of the Bible that he had found out in the woods and he turns the Bible into everybody poops. And that is like one of the most, I I think, creatively brilliant moves in this movie, because the Bible People all like the the huge religious book out there. It it is a book of like standards, (laughs) right? It it is a book of rules for people on how to live your life. But you know what might have just as equal permutation? I think that's that the right word. Uh, Mm. Like just like ability. Yeah. Widespread acceptance. Everybody poops. Right. Right. It's like, <laughs> like when I'm trying well to get you to the remember spoken Bible of the world, right? <laughs> the eleventh commandment. Thou shalt poop. Thou must poop. I, it it makes sense to me. And it's not an act that really feels disrespectful. Like if you if you're in the situation that Hank is in, where he's got yeah. this living corpse and he's trying to remind him what it's like to be alive, you don't need to get all the way to like theology. And existentialism and wondering, like, what is good? What is evil? What is man's place in the universe? It's like, we have to start at, like, the first thing you need to know about poop. You got to do it. (laughs) So I'm going to take the book I have. It's like, I will keep the sports illustrated as it is. Like, sex and poop, we need to master those first (laughs) before you think about what God is. It's like, I understand. I think that tracks. Bible, too much for Manny right now. I just I I love all the like weird little ways like all of those stupid things come back into Mm -hmm. the dialogue and Manny's like twisted understanding of how the world works Uh, because when they start to encounter that bear right he almost steps in this giant pile of poop and he's just oh no like it's like whoever 
made that that was that thing must be giant that's a large poop and he's just like well yeah everybody poops why are you scared like this is just like like, he manny just doesn't understand it he's like he's just one of us like he's a thing you're just like him yeah one of the most surprising (laughs) emotional moments in the film is towards the end of the story where manny's like hank why do you never fart in front of me Yes. Like, I'm farting in front of you all the time. It's not a problem. Why are you ashamed? Why do you feel the need to hide your farts from me? And then there's a and cut you to like that, a slow like, what motion. else are you hiding? <laughs> like a slow motion, like pants shaking fart that Hank is having somewhere. And then it's the close up of Paul Dano as he slowly like turns his head sadly over his shoulder. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. hysterical. <laughs> I. Another very sort of something that would be really silly or immature that they put a lot of weight on is the the masturbation theme throughout the movie. Like uh-huh. Hank, when he's trying to explain to Manny human stuff, like masturbation, he's he tells a story of like when he first found like a porn magazine when he's like 11 years old or whatever. And he starts doing this like his dad tells him like maybe kind of as a joke, you know, maybe kind of as a scare tactic. We don't know. Like every, every time you do that, you're like expelling life energy. So if you do yeah. it too much, you will die early. <laughs> this is why men always die before women. And his mom finds this out and he says that his mom had kind of a weird sense of humor and she tries to make a joke at him to lighten the mood. And she's like, well, keep at it that way. You know, eventually you'll catch up to me in terms yeah. of <laughs> how much energy you've expelled. She's like 40 years old at this point. And she's like, if you masturbate enough, you can catch up to me and then we'll die on the same day. And he <laughs> says, then his mom died not that long afterwards. And so it's sort of, he's like, I never could. It would have been impossible for me to catch up to her. Even yeah. if her dumb joke was true. And that sort of haunted him. And now he's got like that memory, like tied to masturbation. So he's like, I don't masturbate. Like it makes me think of my mom. It makes me sad. And yeah. Manny really, Manny's like, it sounds like she wanted you to be happy. He's like, I think this is a great story. Your mom sounds cool. When I masturbate, I'm going to think of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just the like innocence and misunderstanding yeah, of the situation. Yeah. That is, is, is it just, that's what makes it so funny. He's like, when, when I masturbate, I'm going to think of your mom. And, and, and it, it, it's not for like sexual reasons, right? Mm. It's, it's just for like, you know what? When I masturbate, I want to be happy. Is, is yes. what he's saying. Like, I, I want to have wanna fun. Happy thoughts. Yeah. Yes. And God, at this so point funny. in the movie, I'm still thinking Manny is a hallucination. Like he's a mm. just an actual corpse that Hank is dragging around and he's just projecting a living yeah. companion onto him. So to have this projection of your own thoughts remind you hey it's okay to masturbate it's healthy and it's fun and it's good for you like i really love that i like that that's the arc (laughs) this character has to go on not just uh like metaphorical self-love but literal self-love and it reminded me a lot of black swan this time last year Mm. we watched black swan another movie where it's very important that the main character learns to pleasure <laughs> but even even to find out at the end that Manny truly is alive, I, I don't think that takes anything away from that message and that theme. I like well, that this is alive still. A, but, yeah, a, 
I mean, alive in that he wasn't a hallucination, you right. know? Yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Everybody else, like like the other people they encounter at the end, see him as being alive. And, yeah. yeah, and that sort of adds another layer onto this theme of, you know, don't, of loving yourself, but also having somebody in your life who you have a lot of love and patience for and you share those the things you love with them and they 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 become very supportive of you of you they want you to to live your best life they've truly like got each other's backs i i do like the theme of how manny does all these things that uh hank keeps telling him you're not supposed to do in public some of them with like you know <laughs> very good reason but there is some truth to like Hey, don't, you know, don't be ashamed to fart, you know, <laughs> don't be ashamed to masturbate in your own private time, you know, yeah. just like I, go out there, make jokes, dance, laugh. What was funny to me is like his, his suspicion about the farting stuff. He's like, if you're yeah. hiding that, what else are you hiding? Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> There's this like dark undercurrent. <laughs> current to 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 him saying that but it's just so funny (laughs) i love the secret shameful fart montage (laughs) (laughs) so good yeah i i i had a blast watching this i uh i got in trouble with my partner because i i was like Mm -hmm. we should watch this together uh and with us being sick this week the night we had said we were gonna watch it i was like i don't know if i can make it like i'm tired like i don't know uh you seem kind of tired too um and so then i i went uh we we were kind of quarantining as much as we could separate from one another Mm. so i went off into the living room and then I ended up starting the movie like without her mm. uh, and 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 then made it like half an hour in. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm not going to make this to the whole way. So I took a nap for like 30, 40 minutes, woke up and was like, I'm wide awake. Mm. My partner's asleep. I'm just going to finish the movie. And so when I mentioned that, I was like, babe, you would really like this movie. She was like, oh watched it without me i I know i'm sorry i'm sorry i I wanted us to watch the (laughs) i wanted us to watch the farting corpse movie together as a couple for bonding yeah guess what's not going to be in our vows anymore (laughs) oh man yeah so uh, I, 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 this is one that I absolutely want to watch again. I, I, this is also one that I want to like go look up if there are like yeah. critical, like literary analysis on this to see like what else is in there that I missed because that, that, it, like I had to start, I feel like everything everywhere all at once is kind of a step above in the sense that it not only has that like literal story, but also has the like stylistic homages to all of that stuff. Whereas this one, I feel like did not, mm-hmm. but I could also just maybe not know as much. Like I, maybe I just haven't seen certain movies mm. that they were mm-hmm. like referencing who knows. Um, or it's just yeah. like more overtly out there. We're just going to sing the Jurassic Park theme song and look the guy could from be. Primers in here. Yeah, could be. Um 
yeah, I, I, I feel like there's a little bit more to this movie to dig out uh, and, and play with. But I, I, I had a blast with this for sure. I truly a gem. I'm, I'm very happy I watched this uh, and I can share the word with other people. That farting yeah. corpse movie. Actually, very good. Very uplifting. <laughs> yeah. A feel yeah. good movie. Truly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't think I have really anything else to say on Swiss Army Man other than yeah. uh, the thing I said before we started recording. I, I don't know why they didn't just name him Sam. Why didn't they name Manny <laughs> Sam? Because he Hank ends up calling him. He's like, man, with all these things you can do, you're like a Swiss Army man. Right. And if, if you don't catch that line, mm-hmm. the name of this movie is kind of strange. It's just like, why Swiss Army man? What? I think, why? I think, it, um, no, it tracks. It makes sense. I mean, like, sure. I think it, it, upon it, it first seeing the poster, I'm like, oh, he uses corpse as tool. Corpse full of sure, tools, yes. like a Swiss Army knife. It, it makes sense. You're not wrong. But it is still like, I feel like there could have been a better title if that line wasn't in there, right? But then... He's a Swiss Army man, dead corpse. You don't know his name. Like, you barely get his name as you're, like, pushing on his mm-hmm. ch- chest. And he says, and he, and he, right, mm-hmm. right. And he's just mm-hmm. like, oh, you must be Manny. Swiss Army man. Sam. S-A-M. No, I, I, no, that's almost too idea. smart. I, I hate it. No, <laughs> I, I like how incredibly simplistic and thoughtless Manny is. He's just a man, Manny. <laughs> just, just that. Yep, indeed. Um, yeah. Do you do you have uh, anything else you want to add? Last thoughts? Just watch it. I had to like buy. The, I had to like rent it for four dollars off of like Voodoo or something. I think it's on Showtime right now. It is on I, Showtime. I wish it was That's a- where I watched it. We still we got Showtime last year uh, for. Yeah, yellow jackets, and we never really right. st- stopped it. So I was just like, "Oh, sweet!" I'm I can gonna, I have, watch it there. I look forward to getting it again for yellow jackets. Like I can't keep this year round, but sometimes I do regret it when I see how many movies I am blocked from watching because they're only on <laughs> Showtime. Yeah, <laughs> it was just easier to get a hold of. Uh, I got to get this one physically. I want to own a disc yeah. of this. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's, let's go on to bingo. Let's do it. I'm pulling it up here on screen so everyone can see. Um, okay, so we don't have an ancient evil. We don't have a who's driving the bus. We don't have an awkward hand touch, but we do have a hand touch in there. I wouldn't describe it as awkward, though. No, no. It's not I, the accidental I... stuff. Looking at my board, I can get a one-shot sequence at the end when um, Hank is kind of hiding behind the ambulance when his dad comes to look at the oh, body yeah. and he thinks like the body in the body bag is Hank. Like that's all one shot. I went back and watched it again so I could see Shane Carruth. I'm like, wow, this one shot. That's that's pretty neat. So that I get a one-shot one shot, sequence. Yeah. I have that one. Too, Would you too. say this movie contains a training montage? Even, it's less of a training montage and more of a like uh, education montage. Like this is what humanity is like. Jurassic Park, ride a bus, see a girl, pet a dog. 
I would say no. Okay. Because, like if if it was just montage, then yeah. But I I think we specified I, training montage. But it's a, it's a I, montage in which somebody is learning something. Like you're not necessarily being trained yeah. in a skill, but like you're learning what it's like to be human. And then as soon as Manny has a new thing he can do, Hank is like, "Oh man, look at all the stuff we can do now that you know how to do this." Yeah, I I I think I always envisioned it as the like action hero like workout training like that's yeah okay all right a more literal sort of karate kid thing yeah Yeah. um i i have diary on mine we think we see sarah writing in a we never see literally what it is i think maybe we have diary written on the front of the journal but because we never see inside it because we Mm. never see like the words of the thing we never get an actual diary entry it's just like a notebook she has in her hand I don't think that's enough to count. How about so uh, this is an interesting one. Releasing an animal into the wild. Because we metaphorically said this one was more of the like Mary Jane accepting that that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and letting him do his thing. Yeah. And here we do have manny starting to fart and then them releasing him like off into the sunset here to just go be himself do you think that fits i feel like that's an iffy yeah i i would say that my only qualm with it is that the big theme of the movie is about the joy in being a human in doing small things like it Mm -hmm. like thematically manny's journey is building towards uh, living a just a nice quiet life somewhere like, like the journey they were already on and in getting into civilization is a p- pretty close mirror to thematically what he was doing where his character was building just like the small joys of being alive it's not like the point of the thing at the end was he really is better out in the wild yeah because i don't know if they're but, necessarily but like, releasing is... him back into what his habitat should be well, well, well no it's not necessarily about releasing them into a habitat t- tad of like where they should be but more Mm. like acceptance of this is who who you are i will let you do your your thing okay i'll I'll, I'll give it to you yeah they don't believe like you're just a weird guy walking around with a dead body and once Mm -hmm. they see him like farting and he can do all of this like right there they release him there's there it, it feels like there is this acceptance yeah. Okay. I'll give you that one. Uh, and then I definitely got my Dreamweaver moment. Um, so this was a new one on my sheet. I'm so happy I got it so early on in the year. I when I meant Dreamweaver moment, I meant like that moment from Wayne's World <laughs> where he sees Tia Carrera, or I don't, maybe it's when like Garth sees a girl he likes. One of them right, sees yeah. a girl that they like, and like it goes through the soft focus and the slow motion. Then it plays that Dreamweaver song. I had one of those moments on my sheet, and this is what we get with the Jurassic Park theme, watching Paul Dano in a trash wig get on a stick bus. Um, how do you feel about literary allusion to uh, <laughs> everybody poops? Yeah, yeah. Who are we to say everybody poops is not literature? Okay, okay. Um I think Oh. 
I think I could get party aftermath. Like they throw that party where like it's almost like home alone where like they've made people on sticks mm. that they're like pulling around on strings. And then later at the end of the one. movie, yeah. when everyone's yeah. chasing them through the woods, they see all that physical stuff they built and they're like, what did you do out here? So it's not what I was thinking of, of like somebody waking up drunk with a lampshade on their head. But uh, that is a form of party aftermath. Yes, I, I would agree. OK, OK. All right. I think I, that's what I, think I got. That's all I, I have here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, well, that is our bingo update for the week. Then um, we will be playing that throughout the year as usual. Melissa, recommendations for people yes. who enjoyed this movie. What else might they enjoy? Uh, I want to talk about Paul Dano's performance in one of my favorite films last year, The Fablemans. This is a movie directed by Steven Spielberg, the Jurassic mm-hmm. Park guy. Yep. Uh, it is about it is a fictionalization of his childhood, growing up, getting interested in film uh, and watching his parents divorce and the effect that that had on him. Sort of the 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 back and forth relationship, the between how his filmmaking impacted his parents' divorce and how his parents' divorce impacted his filmmaking. Paul Dano mm-hmm. plays his dad. It is a really great performance. He's he's sort of a, a an uptight, very sort of mechanical, technical guy. Like in the first scene of the movie, when the little boy, like his parents take him to the movies and his mom's explaining what movies are and this sort of like magical sense his dad's explaining what movies are and like the technical sense of this is how a camera works this is how a projector works Mm. so he's in this sort of exasperated frustrated but very tender sort of dad explaining stuff mode and i i really think like swiss army man direct line from that to the fablemans uh and weird weird the alligankovic story daniel radcliffe is very good in that movie and like I'm looking at him, he's got like the big glasses, the big fake mustache, the big wig, and like he does not get lost behind any of that that physical change, any of the costuming, any of the wacky things that happen in that movie. He's still like such a presence. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Didn't really he win well done some job. Kind of award for that role. Didn't he win some like Critics' Choice Award or something like that? I. I hope he did. It's on the Roku channel. It didn't get any sort of like even just a weekend theatrical run before it went to the Roku channel. So it's not eligible for Oscars. And I'm very upset. I want him in the conversation. (laughs) Unfortunately, but please, please do watch Weird, the Al Yankovic story. It's absolutely worth your time. And then another. Oh, I mentioned it earlier. Uh. Be Kind Rewind, which I yeah. haven't seen since it came out in theaters when I was like 15. That's I think Jack that movie Black also has like to death, right? Yeah. And they they work at a video store and like some magnetic accident wipes all the yeah. tapes. And then they have to like refilm every movie just using like stuff they have around. <laughs> yeah, Very inventive. And I recently watched a movie called Damsel. This is a tiny, weird little indie Western comedy where Robert Pattinson plays this like rich dandy in the old West 
who hires the like drunk town preacher to to marry him and his beloved. And he gets into town and the preacher got a telegram that's like, all right, we just got to ride a little way away. And that's where this lady lives. And then I'm going to marry them. And the way there, Robert Pattinson's like, I didn't tell you the whole story. She's been kidnapped. I need your help in a rescue mission. We must rescue my beloved. And then I need you to marry us. So that's what it starts with. And then the movie keeps changing. It, 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 it keeps changing exactly what the goal is, exactly who the characters are, and exactly who the damsel is in any situation. It's a really surprising movie. Like, I never knew from scene to scene what was going to happen. It's another good, like, travel through the wilderness sort of movie, sort of sure. odd yeah. people thrown together to be traveling companions. And there's a scene where when they're going to rescue the, you know, the fiance, they sneak up on this guy who's like uh, who, who's like left the cab and he's going outside to pee and they shoot him from behind and he falls backwards. And then you see this like big floppy fake penis like flop out of his pants and then it keeps peeing. <laughs> and this is the tiniest thing. They do not focus on this. This is not an overt gag. I had to rewind it like, wait a minute, is that still happening? It's so funny. (laughs) Yes, it's so funny, especially because they call no attention to it whatsoever. (laughs) That's please find a damsel. I found it on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, Man, so I I think uh, stuff that I would recommend. There's an anime that I would recommend called Nichi Jiao uh, that I recently Mm. rewatched this past year. Uh, it is g- g- great. There's a manga of it, uh, too. I've only seen the anime, but it is kind of the it, what what starts out as these like separate stories and skits um, just about the like small, simple joys and anxieties and things and strangeness of, of life. Uh, there's a skit in there about a person g- g- going into a coffee sh- shop. And just not understanding how to order anything of like what the sizes mean and all of that stuff. And just the anxiety of like, what do I order? How do I order it? Do I say it right? There's there's stuff about like the the stuff you see that no one would believe in. There's a character uh, that gets like sent out of the classroom for interrupting. Uh, and while she's out in the hall, she sees the principal of the school in the courtyard wrestling a dayer in this like life and wrestling match. And she's trying to get anyone to like, look, it's what what is happening? And just no one else is around. Uh, and, and yeah, she's just like, no one will believe me. There's some like <laughs> magical realism uh, stuff yeah. in there, too, um, that, that, that I, I think is a blast. It's one of the funniest anime I've seen. Uh, but yeah, there there's there's just all sorts of these weird and crazy and wild skits. And it's all just about these like simple joys in life, um, which is neat and fun. Uh, maybe on a more serious note, there's also a bunch of like survivor style, uh, like maybe's like Castaway or something, mm, right? Yeah, you could, you could go down that that route if you want. 
um, maybe something a little more serious. Um, what else? What else? Of course, we mentioned everything everywhere all at once. Go check that out. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's a good handful of recommendations mm-hmm. for, for people to check out. There you go. Those are our recommendations. Um, coming up this next week here on the review show. Uh, like I mentioned at the housekeeping section, we are about to do our end of the month special for the next three months. We will be covering the Fast and the Furious franchise in anticipation for that 10th film. Um, well, I, I, yeah, 10th, t- technically maybe 11th film if you count Hobbs and Shaw in there. Yeah. But the Fast 10, right? Um, yes. So next week we will be covering the first three fast and the and furious movies all in one uh one go one episode Mm. here uh end of february we will continue and we'll do four through six and so on and so forth Mm. uh so get excited next couple months uh fast and the furious we're joining the family yeah, I've never been. I've never seen any of these. These will be my first time for the entire thing. Uh, I'm happy to watch them like this. I'm happy I can get them good. in and then go see the 10th one in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for for me, I have only ever seen these first three and I stopped after that. Uh, and then I feel like I missed out on a bunch. So I'm happy that we are doing this. I'm happy that we're watching yeah. this. Um because these movies seem ridiculous and they seem ridiculous mm. in the best way. Like they they jump the shark and they know they jump the shark. And <laughs> yeah. so they like they play with that uh, is from mm. is, is what I hear. Like they they know how to like be ridiculous and go like, you know, how some f- franchises will go on and on. And just like, ah, these are stupid. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This has that stupid and ridiculousness, but in the best way possible where you just want to keep watching is what i understand um but yeah i'm excited about all of that however melissa i have my pitches ready to go for the week after that if you Uh want to uh hear those yes we'll be recording on february 5th yes um so what i'm about to pitch here is for two weeks from now and uh as we have two weeks to prepare uh i have a, a variety of different length stuff here okay um so let's start with this one of my goals for this year on the podcast was to get more sword and sorcery stuff so this is going to be my first time pitching okay sword and sorcery stuff on the podcast um Pitch number one is the duo of films, Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, these uh, came out in uh, the early 80s, I believe 1982, and then like 83 or 84 was the next one. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, when when I think of the sword and sorcery genre, Conan the Barbarian is like it, it, it is what I think about. My dad loved these movies growing up, uh, so he always had them on in the back around. Uh, it was really interesting to me because there's the 
the actor the there's an actor in one of these films who was the voice actor then for Aku in Samurai mm. Jack and Uncle uh, yeah. Iroh, the original yeah. one. He's he's in in these two. I don't remember his name. Um, oh, Mako. He, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Mako. I, I, see, I see his name there. He's in this too. I know this first one also stars James Earl Jones um, mm. and all, all of them that stuff. But yeah, like this in my mind is the quintessential like sword and sorcery thing. Um, so those two Conan movies, I think, would be good for us to check out at some point. Uh, pitch number two is yet another movie. This one is one when I was lo- looking up like so- sword and sorcery mm. movies. This is one that I don't think I would have thought of that fits the genre. And I kind of had to be convinced. And then just by like thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. Let's go back to 1963 and watch Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, it's an interesting one. It is more Greek myth and all that stuff, but it is the same kind of thing where there are there's there's fights, there's swords, there's magic, there's like there's giant monsters, right? It fits. It fits. Um, And I know that there is uh, some famous Hollywood special effects in this movie that are often talked about uh, with the stop motion skeletons and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think this would be an interesting one to go back and, and watch. And as I was looking this up, I think they had a quote from, I want to say it was Tom Hanks who, who, (laughs) who was like, this is the best movie of all time. Like some, some people say it's like the Godfather or this maybe that one. No, it is Jason and the Argonauts best movie ever made. Um, so why not? Go back, see some film history with that. That being said, we've done a lot of movies and stuff recently yeah. here on the show. We have done a lot. So uh, my third and final pitch here is uh, the complete Red Sonia or Red Sonja. I'm not sure how to p- p- pronounce it because I've never I've, actually I've heard looked Sonya. it up. Uh, Red Sonia. Uh, by Gail Simone. This is on Comixology oh. Unlimited. Uh, they have a complete edition, uh, which is all 18 issues. Um, okay. Of, of this. I have heard nothing but good things about these comics. Uh, as I was kind of getting uh, into reading comics, uh, as this was coming out, people would not shut up about this. Uh, and the sword and sorcery genre has a rich history in comics from Red Sonia and Conan and multiple other characters from that Conan world uh, have, have, have a rich history in comics. Um, and I know they have their ups and downs, but from what I understand, Gail Simone's run on Red Sonia is one of the highlights of this. Um, and see the little description here says Gail Simone gives the iconic the iconic fantasy heroine a fresh new attitude. Red Sonia, the she devil with a sword, intends to pay back a blood debt owed to the one man who has gained her respect. 
even if it means leading a doomed army to their certain deaths. Who is Dark Anissia, and how is this fearsome warrior accomplished what no god nor demon has been able to do, force Sonia to her knees in surrender? An epic tale of blood, lust, and vengeance, Queen of the Plagues takes Red Sonia from the depths of her own grave to the heights of battlefield glory. Um, we haven't ever done anything by Gail Simone yet on the show, uh, so that would be another reason to, mm-hmm. to pick this one. She's done some great work. There are some things of hers that I do want to pitch on the show down the road. I just haven't found the right time yet. Um, but mm-hmm. here, here you go. Here's Red Sonia by Gail Simone. Pitch number three. So to summarize, pitch number one, Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Pitch number two, Jason and the Argonauts. And pitch number three, Gail Simone's Red Sonia. I am going to go with Red Sonia. Uh, you're right. We All have been right. kind of movie heavy lately. I know if I pick a comic that gives me more allowance to pitch movies next month. Uh, this is also like a good length. I feel like we're really using our two weeks to read these 18 yep. comics issues. And I feel like like what we did last year when your goal was Kaiju, like that was the specific subgenre you were really into. We watched a movie. We watched another movie. Uh, over separate weeks and then you're like we're gonna read all of kaiju max so we ended up Mm -hmm. spending like five separate episodes last year on kaiju so like i'm starting with the longest thing first (laughs) and we'll see if this sates uh your need for sword and sorcery and then after we finish this if you're like we'll we'll go in for one more we can try going in for one more (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah Uh, yeah, i I read sonia is like She's a name and a look that I know. I know yes. nothing about her as a person. I look forward to getting to know her. I hope she's cool. I hope we can be friends. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, uh, next week for the first three Fast and the Furious movies. And then the week after that, all of Gail Simone's Red Sonia. Uh, so be excited. Keep an eye out for all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's about it for this week's show. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, the show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Uh, and of course, if you guys want to stay up to date uh, with me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you'd like to follow all that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at the whatnots. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. You guys know the deal with all of that. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, go check out some of our other videos right over there on that side. That would help us out too. We'd appreciate it. But this has been number 238 in the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.